0: The Medical College of Wisconsin Office of Student Health and Wellness presents Well, 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 where each episode a very special guest and I discuss what it means to be well in the world of health science education. everyone. Welcome to this episode of Well, Well, Well. Really excited about this episode because we have Dr. Sue from Career Services returning for her third Well, Well, Well episode. Um, And in this episode, we decided to bring back the topic of interviewing, specifically residency interviewing. Um, It's the perfect time of year for that conversation. We had released one last year on the same topic, preparation and managing anxiety but we decided that 2022 needed its own addition with the return of potentially having in-person site visits, in-person interviews. So we definitely wanted to um, cover that topic since we didn't really do that in 2021 because that wasn't happening. So I hope that you all enjoy this episode. Be well. Thanks so much for being here again, Dr. Sue. I think this is your third podcast episode. So you're like, you're you might be the number one returning guest that I've had, I think. Like the most, <laughs> the most number of episodes ever in well, well, well history at this point. <laughs>
1: Thank you for having me today. It's every time is so fun to talk about well, well, well. Yes. So,
0: you know, the usual icebreaker. We'll start with that. What's one way that you've been promoting your wellness or taking care of yourself recently?
1: Yeah. I believe everybody's so busy right now and like a residency application season. It's very crazy. Um, so recently after I done this kind of season, make sure everybody some application really for myself, kind of a sit down, relax. And then, um, I usually love to listen to music, or go outside, take a walk with my kid and, you know, even just sit on the bench and then look at beautiful, the full weather. That is yes. always is in my wellness and how I take care of myself.
0: I love it. And the theme that I noticed with those is it's like relaxing and like passive activities, you know, not, I'm sure during this, this, um, residency application season, there's a lot of conversations and talking and you're kind of being pulled in a lot of different directions. And so sitting and just noticing nature or listening to music sounds like so perfect and peaceful.
1: Yeah. Very, very peaceful. Yeah, I just even hear the, my backyard, uh, the quick kit, like a quick, quick, quick. And yes. it's so lovely, you know, just like, oh, you're like so close, listen nature's nature and weather and smell. That makes me so relaxed. I agree with you, Carrie. I
0: love that. I hear a lot of mindfulness there, and I'm a broken record. I'm always talking about mindfulness. So, you know, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, Dr. Sue is back on the pod to talk about interviewing, which we released a similar episode last year around the same time, but we did decide it was worth a re-record with really the possibility of in-person interviews or site visits returning, which is unique to the last couple of years, right? Um, right. And so I'm I feel like that's exciting, but also potentially nerve-wracking for some people and kind of all all the feels. So. Let's kind of break it down, Dr. Sue. What are your tips specifically for virtual interviewing to start?
1: For sure. I can, I believe everybody here, most of 95% of the program will conduct a virtual interview this year um, because due to the COVID and everything, and they found the virtual is still, you know, they can connect with the student and then like uh, save the cost, that's for sure. Um, about the tip, I think uh, the definitely you want to find uh, um, set up the very professional uh, environment setting because you're going to sit in front of a computer. Make sure your background is a professional way, and it's a clean and neat, uh, and then make sure it's a kind of quiet environment. A um, career service we like a reserve a. Mod- Whole, uh, meeting room on campus if you see like a today your roommate might be at home then you can definitely go WC online and then make sure you pick up the one room and you can come to the campus with a stable internet all the stuff and they still have a very professional background um, so that's a number one you want to check your environment setting um, number two it will be technology uh, setting because you want to text all the technology with camera, it's clean, a lot of students, like a camera, make sure you wipe before you go uh, (laughs) and make sure your headphones set, like uh, it's always work, you know, because everybody use a different, like uh, online play phone. So you want to make sure when you go into the setting and select the right equipment and then um, camera, all the stuff. Uh, always test your Wi-Fi, you know, find the best corner at the house. I really did have a student one year. It's very like a, she told me that's a sweet spot because that's a stable Wi-Fi. So she moved the table and make sure the background, put some pictures there. Um, you always want to have a backup plan. For example, Wi-Fi suddenly doesn't work, microphone doesn't work. How you can join the, um, the virtual interview immediately? Um, even if uh, you notice that maybe may have uh, some like unstable Wi-Fi, you can say the notice to the uh, interviewer that if Wi-Fi like interrupted and then you will join through the phone. Can you can they stay in the room? Um, you all, also can ask the program coordinator if uh, some technology happens and do they have any backup plan, plan for you? So that's the technology part. Um, always prepare for your interview questions um, so our career service provide the uh, cheat list about the interview question for you you also use the MCW big interview and then you definitely can do more additional like an uh, interview coaching from my service or with your like a uh, residency advisor too yeah
0: great so and I know Um, Dr. Sue before this recording you and I had a conversation about the possibility of panel interviews or group interviews so could you talk a little bit more about that like what are some of your tips if you're in a panel or group situation.
1: Sure, definitely. I think the panel is always happen when they're beginning. It's like it feel like an open house uh, because they always invite like a, around 50, 60 students. It's a really dependent program on that day. So you will be joining a very big panel. And they also have a social hour too. I still highly recommend you go there because social hour can be more informal. So but you a lot of students ask me, say, how can I engage in the open house? So many people are here. How can I highlight myself? Um, sometimes it really they don't give you the chance to uh, let everybody to you know ask the question, but you definitely use the chatting box and then to ask the question and use the emoji to react the, like a speaker what they say. You can give them the sum up or like a smiling face, a sunny, something like that. So that's always can show in show your participation and engage in the kind of uh, like a big room open house style. Um, They definitely always have a breakout room. So in the breakout room, because that will be more small group, you always want to prepare for your elevator pitch, introduce yourself um, within like uh, 10 10 or 15 seconds. And then you want to engage all the discussion and everything and share like uh, your ideas and thoughts. Um, I know in the past year, sometimes they use a breakout room to ask students to work together to solve some case. Then that will be also showing you like a team dynamic or like your leadership role, you know, how you facilitate the discussion, all the stuff. So that's all something you also want to prepare for the like a kind of panel or group interview.
0: Yeah. I w- I know you and I had talked to like someone who may be more introverted, right? Like how how could they approach this? And and I want to say I want to preface with I'm an introvert. <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's why I love this podcast platform for releasing wellness content just cuz this is much more in my wheelhouse than let's say giving a presentation in front of a bunch of people. So being an introvert is absolutely not a weakness. It's just a fact that maybe a, a panel setting or a group interview setting may feel like more of a challenge for someone who is introverted, right? Versus right. someone who's an extroverted individual who probably would love that social hour that you were talking about. So absolutely no shame to us introverts. But I think I, I love how you go back to that like power and preparation, right? So if you're someone where that setting may feel a bit nerve wracking or less natural to you, you know, certainly um, think about those questions, those general questions that you want to ask each program ahead of time. Like you said, practice the elevator speech, Um, maybe even practice some answers to typical things that you know come up, right? Like you were talking about career services, you have a list of those kind of standard questions that come up, And I think I think that practice in itself can really help as a more introverted person to step into those spaces. And also, I think it's important to stay true to yourself in a sense. Right. Certainly don't try to force being an extrovert. Um, Don't try to change your personality to, to fit certain settings you know, I would say participate in a way that feels natural and comfortable to you because there's there's lots of strengths in being, being an introvert, so.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with Carrie. Be yourself. I always say yeah. that, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then what are your tips for in-person interviews or site visits, knowing that that
1: may come up for people this year? Right, I still see like maybe, um, you know, five or less than five percent of program they uh, in-person like uh, interview this years so make sure you want to be professional when you go there earlier uh you know before you go to when you arrive make sure you go to the like uh, um the rest area like a check your uh everything your suit and your shorts and then everything is clean and neat Uh, And then be kind uh, because you're going to see a lot of people there. So they maybe have some rush hours and very, very busy. So very be kind, be nice and to everyone, right? It's not just for your interviewers. Um, I think because right now we always are so relaxed behind the computer. So you want to make sure you go, your body language is going to, showing up your interest and then you know showing yourself your personality so it's very fun i know this is everybody saying shouldn't be big issue but actually when you go interview room right now make sure you sit up sit straight you know and Mm -hmm. then if you wear a skirt make sure you know like everything the posture like looks professional and definitely use uh, some like a uh, hands and body language to, to show yourself and I think that's uh, very important. And in the general, it will be like how you're gonna prepare for the uh, virtual interview. Prepare all the questions, make sure you have at least like a five story and um, whatever they ask, easy to pick up that and then and, um let them know if you need to take a note, that's completely fine. Um, but definitely follow all their policy. You know, if they ask you where well, the max, we were the max, all the stuff. Do it. Just make sure follow the campus policy, all the stuff. Um, and what if they don't provide in-person, still virtual, but they might open some on-site visits. Um, I did hear back from a couple programs, they say, yeah, after the ranking, they will have an on-site visit. Um, I last year have a couple students because they use the holiday timing to go back home, go back to that city to explore it. It's okay, you can write them the email after you've done the interview with the program and say, oh, right now it's a holiday break and then may I go side and then to visit there. Um, They will let you know yes and not. If they say no, thank you, then we don't go. You still can visit that city, but don't go to the hospital institution. But they say yes, and then again, be professional, be kind, be nice there when you visit. And then it's a really great time to show your interest and ask the question, whatever you have.
0: That isn't something I had thought about, Dr. Sue, is that even if an on-site visit isn't necessarily offered, you could you could inquire about one, right? Like if you have yeah. time off and you're able to go, I think that's a great idea. What a good opportunity. No. I think so many of the things that you mentioned at one time were kind of like no-brainers, right? But I think since, since COVID-19, many people are relearning. (laughs) They say, like you said, focusing on posture or body language or facial expressions where, you know, I'm kind of a fidgeter. Um, and certainly when I'm behind a computer, I can fidget, I can bounce my legs. No one can see that, right? So yes. sort of getting used to, again, that, okay, I can't, I can't bounce my leg incessantly through this whole conversation.
1: Yeah, I always see a student love to roll in the chair. If you sit on the chair, you can, you know, you can uh, you can keep rolling yourself, like a yes. circling. Yeah, that will be something you want to make sure you sit up and stay <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Yeah. oh when i'm when I'm remote, I sometimes put my feet up on a chair when I'm in meetings, all sorts of things, right? That like yeah. certainly I could never do in person right? Yeah. So could you tell us a little bit, uh, Dr. Sue, about interview fatigue?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, according to the NIMP right now, the average interview for the successful match is between 12 to 15. Uh, it's depend on the specialty. Um, so I know you don't want to miss any chance about the interview, but again, I would say this is a really good range of a number. Uh, we heard that from the student last year, uh, we, we do the interviewing, a lot of uh, our like student alumni, they they tell us like, uh, yeah, I shouldn't go like uh, over 20 interviews. They feel really tired and then during that time, they're very nervous. They're thinking, I need to take as many as I want. But the turned out after the reflection and do the ranking, actually they say, no, actually we don't really need to go, you know, so many. Because in the most of the end of the season, if you do more than 20, it's easy to feel tired because you're going to repeat to end question and it's very hard for you to keep the kind of high energy right like uh, i always say when you go interview or when you give the talk you always need to be like keep all the high energy and engage in all the conversation but that's really kind of so tired you know like a whole day after you're done if you have very put your very tight like one week you do multiple interview you also will feel like interview fatigue very easily and then the interviewer they can feel that because they can feel that you keep like repeating sounds like you're repeating answering the same question they can feel from your energy and also feel from your facial expressions Yeah,
0: yeah. there's a sweet spot number of interviews you should you should aim to get. And I can see why it would be tempting to just take as many as possible, right? 25 interviews or whatever (sighs) might come your way. But yeah, I see what you're saying is, if that's going to increase your anxiety, or, you know, affect your ability in those interviews, you know, your performance in those interviews, is it really worth it, you know, so trying to be more intentional about the the interviews you accept and, and the number that you do, I could see.
1: Yeah, and it's very common, like uh, uh, maybe I accept the interview invitation right now, but in the later on, you got the other invitation, it's it's still okay, you can decline the invitation you have been accept, but I always will be write a nice, like a notice or email to the program. Um, Just let them know due to the schedule conflict, you know, you cannot participate in the interview anymore. So I always say it's okay. Sometimes you say I got enough and it's time to say no. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's really good to know. You have permission, permission granted to, yes, go back and, and say no after the fact even. That's really helpful. Yes. So kind of getting into managing anxiety a little bit, I wanted to honor that. Obviously, you know, Dr. Sue and I have talked about this previously, that if you're not feeling anxious on the day of an interview, I'd probably be taking your pulse, right? Like that's not, that's not very usual. Most people feel anxious, certainly exists on the spectrum more so than others, some more so than others. But um, you can expect some anxiety on the the day of, that's very natural. Um, All of you obviously have experienced interviews before. This isn't the first interview of your life, so you know the drill. Um, but just to go over quickly, hopefully you've had some really good habits over the last few weeks before interview time that have been compounding, that have been supporting your overall well-being, like um, good nutrition, you know, making sure you're not missing meals, um, maybe some movement, some fitness, some good sleep hygiene, getting emotional support or social support. Right, you've been. You've been doing all of these compounding habits Mm -hmm. that make that will allow you to show up on interview day, the best version of yourself. I think a lot of times we focus on that day and the techniques that we can use on that very day right before interview time. But I think it's important to recognize everything you're doing now to support yourself is in support of showing up on that day um so certainly on the day of we want to acknowledge there's going to be an increase in anxiety so what are some things you can do maybe right before interview time to calm down some of that physiology right our heart starts starts uh racing our breath picks up um we may feel sweaty or clammy right all the all the right. things So one great strategy is square breathing. I found that a lot of students are already pretty familiar with square breathing, and I'm not surprised. I'm sure it's been suggested to you in the past for anxiety, but square breathing is really that mindful breathing that's good for when we're feeling really keyed up, like just before a test, an interview, a presentation, and we need to calm down in that moment quickly. Um, So you're basically doing an inhale for a count of four holding that breath for a count of four, exhale for a count of four, rest for a count of four, and then repeating that. Inhale, hold, exhale, rest for a count of four. And so you can see it's a very controlled breathing. You can do that for as long as you need basically to just um, calm yourself down a little bit. Also, this is a I guess a form of progressive muscle relaxation, I would say just focus on one part of the body, but we call it the penguin technique. So basically squeezing your shoulders up to your ears, really, really tight, holding it there for a few seconds, and then releasing that tension and kind of repeating that as needed. So you could do that with any, any part of the body, right? You can scrunch your face up and release. You can squeeze your hands into fists and release. You could run through the whole body, um, And do some progressive muscle relaxation. Basically, we know we hold a lot of tension in our body, specifically shoulders, jaw. Um, And so, any way that we can release that tension just before going into something like an interview is really helpful. Um, This one I think is really cute and fun, but the superhero posture, so kind of standing in almost like a power pose, so the opposite of anxiety, right? Like standing tall, hands on hips, elbows out, like you're on top of the world and just taking some deep breaths. So rather than sort of collapsing in on yourself like we're tempted to do when we're feeling really anxious or upset, opening ourselves up and just taking some good deep breaths Of course, again, I'm a broken record. Self-compassion is another thing that I talk a ton about, but practicing some self-compassion just before interview time. So really focusing on self-affirming words, almost like mantras, right? Like wisdom, strength, warmth, non-judgment, like repeating them to yourself while you're taking some good deep breaths trying not to critique yourself as you're going through this process, understanding again, that anxiety is normal and healthy. This is because you care so much, right, that you feel this way. Um, So that's a strength and kind of just trying to focus on on the, the strengths and that self compassion piece. And I think this last one is so, so important. Don't try to force yourself to calm down. So again, like, validating normalizing anxiety um you you will not feel one like cool as a cucumber right apathetic you will not force yourself to be in a very relaxed state during this time and feeling that pressure can increase our stress right like if we really feel a lot of pressure to calm down it could do the opposite and really actually make us more stressed more anxious I always tell people, again, I am such a broken record, <laughs> um, but there's no cure for being human, right? So just remember that at the, at the base of all of this. So yeah, those are some of my tips for managing anxiety on, on the day of.
1: Yes, I just follow all your instructions right now. I feel so relaxed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Sue how can students find you or how can they reach you if they have more questions or they want to connect?
1: Yeah, you're sure. Yeah, you definitely, you can just send us an email and then or you can like a meeting with us through the WC online. Um, and I and I will always on the MS team, if you have like a kind of urgent immediately like a question, you feel free to like a type your question on the MS team. We always get a response to you as soon as we can. Okay,
0: great. So, uh, Teams access to you, WC Online. I'll link yeah. that in the in the show notes as well as your email and Anna's email, of course. Anna Michaels is is the other part of the career services duo, so I'll include her information as well. Yes, great. Well, thank you so much, Doctor Sue. And I think we just want to end with like best of luck to everyone as we're entering interview
1: time. Like, just we
0: all the best wishes.
1: Yeah. And then relax. I like echo the, um, the carries be yourself. You know, interview is a two way. It's not always the people interview you. Actually, you interview them too. I really want you to choose the program you feel most fit and feel like a, this is the safe place. You always can be yourself. Yeah.
0: Yes. That's such an important point. A perfect point to end on. Yes. This (laughs) this is a mutual benefit, right? It goes both ways. So, right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good luck. And thank you, Carrie, to host Lisa podcast. Well, well, well. Thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Well, Well, Well. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any thoughts or ideas for the podcast, or you might feel passionate about a wellness topic you'd love to chat about as a very special guest, never hesitate to reach out to me on my MCW email. I leave it in the show notes. And we want this podcast to really be meaningful and valuable to you, our listeners. Thanks, everyone, and be well.